As a real estate agent, you know that the industry can be tough to navigate with constant challenges and obstacles to overcome. That's why we created the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where top performing agents share their insights and strategies for success. Join us as we dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a thriving real estate business. Your host, Lindsay Pavaza, will be your guide on this journey. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn from the best in the business. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Favaza, and today I have a truly inspiring guest with me. In a short span of time, she has made waves in the real estate industry and has shown us all what dedication and hustle truly look like. I'm talking about none other than the remarkable Christina Coppola. Christina recently qualified for the 2023 Lamakia Realty President's Club, and this is her first time reaching this prestigious milestone after only being in the biz for three years. Just to give you an idea of her dedication, she surpassed a whopping $16 million in sales volume this year alone. And if that wasn't impressive enough, she's trilingual. Fluent in Italian and English and conversational in Spanish. Christina, bienvenida, my friend. Gracias, Lindsay. <laughs> I only know a few words, so there you go. <laughs> That's okay. So, Christina, why don't you start off by telling our audience exactly what your journey getting into real estate looked like? Um, if you have to start even before that, like what were you doing before? What got you to this point? Yeah, absolutely. So um, before I got my real estate license, I was working uh, in a department store at a beauty counter and I'd been the counter manager for um, a few different makeup brands through my time there. Um, and then COVID hit, uh, everything got shut down. We were home, uh, quarantined, and you know I'd always had a real passion for, for sales and um, decided that, you know, this would be my time to, you know, take the class. I figured, you know, it's all online. What else, what else am I doing? So I took that time, um, really, really liked the, uh, you know, material, even how quote unquote boring it can kind of be. Um, so it was easy for me to get through. And then, you know, I just spent the rest of my time studying. Um, and then I ended up going back to work because, um, everything opened back up and got also licensed and, uh, my first year, uh, you know, licensed, I was working full time still at uh, the department store mm -hmm. and I was able to to eventually uh, leave and go full time, which was great. But I was doing both. I would say I never said I was a part time agent, a full time agent with a full time job. With a full -time um, job. You were with another dual, job. Dual career is how yeah. I hear people say it. Yeah, I still had bills. Um and so I kind of had to, you know, work through, you know, weaning off one and transitioning to the other. But yeah, yeah. it's been great since. I mean, I think a lot of people will res that will resonate with them because they probably are thinking like, I don't have the money to like just dive in. So yeah. why don't you take us back to that a little bit and talk about how you made that transition, how you were able to kind of like, you know, press the gas on the real estate thing yeah. and kind of pull back and like what was what was the final moment that you went, okay, I'm ready to commit to this full time? Like what were, take us back through that. Okay. So, I mean, I actually remember it pretty vividly. It wasn't even too long ago, but I know. Um, <laughs> so when I got back to work, I um, been back to work for a few months and then I ended up getting my license in August of 2020, joined La Macchia. Um, and at first it was just, 
you know, easy to do both because when you first start out, you know, you're just going through the trainings, you know, you're trying to absorb as much information as possible. Um, so I kind of had a plan in mind on how to, you know, egg my exit strategy right from the beginning. Like once I had made that commitment, like, okay, like now I'm not only taking the class, now I'm joining the brokerage, I'm paying the, you know, to the take dues. the test, like I'm in at this point. So got to make it, you know, worth my while. And I knew it was going to be hard because that was, you know, a lot of the, you know, feedback that I had gotten that it's, it's not easy. And, you know, the real hard part is, you know, getting the leads. And this was before we really knew, like, what COVID was going to take us for, exactly. on, you know, how hard that layer of it was going to be. But I knew the hardest part was going to be to get clients and so on and so forth. And also to, you know, differentiate myself, you know, I'm no longer like selling you lipsticks or, you know, perfume. Um, I'm selling you something a little bit more, I guess, serious. So yeah. my my exit strategy was like, well, at first, you know, I'm definitely going to need to keep paying my bills. So I'm going to have to keep going to work, but let me do everything else to prepare myself, you know, for the next step. So that was attending the trainings. I watched all of the Crush It trainings with Anthony, mm -hmm. like all of the playbooks, like before I start, before I started uh, the Crush It uh, basics course. Yep. Um, that way, kind of, I already knew, like kind of had a grasp of like, what I was selling, like what that process was going to look like, yeah. you know, and I just went through the checklist, got myself, you know, on all the platforms, Zillow, Google, you know, realtor.com, like just made streamlined all of like my digital profile, cleaned out my, you know, Facebook, my Instagram made a new one, just did all of that like desk stuff, quote unquote, um, and learning, um, while I was still at work. And so at my job, you know, what did that look like? So, uh, it was retail. So I would either yeah. work a 12 to eight, 12 to eight, a nine to five, yeah. you know, like a, a, a two to nine. Um, I have a, at the time my son was in the first grade and going to private school. So I'd be driving back. I mean, it was crazy. So, yeah. um, when I went through that phase of just kind of like absorbing all information and, you know, hitting that checklist, making sure like that was all set, then it was time to get on leads. And that was one of the main reasons why I joined La Machia. You know, I needed to, you know, first, I guess, like be able to convince myself that I knew what I was doing before I could convince my family who really saw yeah. me as like new to the business, a makeup artist. Like I worked yeah. in a department store. I sold, you know, lipstick. So I, I wanted to like, you know, gain credibility and really, I feel like the fastest way to, to do that and gain the experience was to just take the leads. So I did all of the stuff to get on the leads. And then once I got the, on the leads, um, you know, for me, like, it felt like a lot of leads that I was getting. And I feel like I was getting a lot of leads compared to a lot of what other brokerages, but even the bad ones, like if, even if there was just a few good ones in there, like that was okay with me because I had a full other job. So I, yeah. mean, I had an hour break and, you know, depending on my shift, like if I was going in at 12, you know, I dropped my son off at school and then I would be dedicating until 11 o'clock, you know, that time block to, you know, call or whatnot, go on my break. I'd be in my car. I'd be like doing the follow-ups calling. Like I was kind of like the worst employee, um, <laughs> like endless bathroom breaks, like, you know, just like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you know, I got caught up over here. Like I would just like disappear, but I knew that like, I just needed to keep. You were working check. towards that goal. Yeah. Yeah. If I got fired, that was fate. Um, but you know, I thankfully had been at that job for long enough that, you know, I kind of like 
could rest on my my previous you know they were like oh where's like people wouldn't notice if i was gone because they thought i was just doing something in the other part of the store it's a large store so you kind of hide hopefully none of them listen to this <laughs> they knew they knew it was obvious yeah. i was the worst i was the worst i had my head in cabinets making calls like hiding crouching like if anybody goes into that nordstrom like i show you all the hiding spots but um but yeah, and then when I started to, you know, book clients, it was like, okay, like, you know, my shift on Saturday is one to nine, like, let's do showings, like, starting at 930, right? So um, it was manageable at first, because I didn't have a ton of clients, but then I started to close. Um, and I started to see like, okay, like, I'm getting the hang of it, but I'm still not comfortable, like, you know, cutting off the income. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't know. Um, and so then it just, I kept telling myself, like, when I get to a point where I feel like I'm missing out on real opportunities and real money because of my, you know, job, my 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 W two job, yeah. um, then you know that's when I'll have to make like a severe decision on like whether like I'm able to like sustain yeah. this. And eventually, like, it just got to the point where it was like, okay, like I have to. Yeah. I think it's super, like I said before, I think it's super important for people to hear that because there's definitely a lot of people out there that are probably listening to this and they're hearing the fact that like it's doable and it's going to take some hustle. Like I said yeah. in your intro, like no one has shown more hustle than you, you know, and that's like going out on your lunch break instead of just taking a lunch break and relaxing and then maybe at night, like picking it up, like you really got to put your time and energy into this if yeah. it's something that you want. And then recognize when it's time for it to be switched over, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was really exhausted, like, frankly, like it was really, really hard. And it was even hard, like once I quit to switch my mind out of like 24 seven work, mm -hmm. um, and it was draining me and I kind of like, but you know, I'm still learning. Not only am I learning like how to get clients, I'm learning, you know, transactions, how to manage them, how to manage my stress level, like, and, you know, things that seemed like disasters, like are now just, you know, commonplace happening. You know? Yeah. So like, you know, I've had to like adjust to like, okay, like, is this normal? And then also to like the market and the seasonality of it, like learning not to panic. So I just try to train as much as I can and keep like mm -hmm. as grounded as possible to manage that because yeah. I went through a time period where I was like, okay, I quit my other job, but now I feel like I don't have enough time in the day to work in real estate. Like, how is that possible? Like, <laughs> how I is that just, possible? I just gained yeah. so much time. Yeah. So it's, it's funny that it's funny that you mentioned that because what I also think is really, really impressive. So I know, I know you now, and I know that, you know, you're very humble too. Like, you know, you're, you're not a braggy person by any means. So I'm going to brag for you. Um, I know that, um, you know, getting in around 2020, obviously we weren't sure, like you said, what was going to happen with the market and what was like, how things were going to go. And it was like really challenging in some ways. And then in other ways, like things got really hot, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of deals getting put under and stuff like that. But this year, this mm -hmm. year for a lot of even really experienced agents has been one of their worst years. Mm -hmm. And this has been your best year and you've made president's club. Like mm -hmm. that's something that you should feel really proud of because you didn't just you know, scale mm -hmm. your business, you scaled it to a point where this year, not a lot of people are getting to that level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes, you're, yeah. you're stressing and you're like, how the heck am I going to do this? But yeah. like at the same time, like you're, you're there, you're at that yeah. high level now and so quickly. So yeah. it's really been awesome to watch. Thanks. I appreciate that. I definitely suffer from, um, 
imposter syndrome. Um, Everybody does, yeah. Yeah, but in a sense, like, I feel like that's also what drives me, like, it, and, like, despite the market, like, to me, like, it's a consideration, but I'm not concerned by it. Yeah. Um, you know, like, they're, like, you know, Anthony says all the time, there's deals closing every day. I mean, so, like, it's, you just got to work harder. <laughs> you just got to work. You just got to yeah. work and keep your eyes set on it. And yeah, any, the imposter syndrome is just you getting in your own head and making any kind of like, you know, like doubting yourself. It's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can't do that anymore. You're, yeah. you're there. That's You've not, made it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why don't you um, tell the audience being trilingual and being able to, and, you know, being able to communicate with um, multi groups of people, multiple groups of people, what has that done for you? And for real estate, have you used that angle? Have you been able to help people because of that ability or, you know, not yet? Or what, what's your, what's your outlook on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Spanish, like I have so many Spanish speaking clients. Um, yeah, and good. now I'm not a native Spanish speaker. I'm fluent that, you know, I can understand anything that somebody's speaking to me in Spanish. And then my, my speech, I sound a little silly, but I can definitely like hold a conversation and yeah. uh, make myself understood and understand the other side. And I would say like, you know, all of those leads that people were like, this one speaks Spanish, like yeah. who can help me. Yeah. And a lot of the times too, like with a lot of Spanish speaking clients, I've noticed that they're not very educated on um, what the possibilities are and they're, more than qualified to purchase too, which is a shame. Yeah. And like, it's about kind of teaching, you know, like that initial part. And I, in 2020, especially too, like, you know, it was so easy to, to get approved. So it was so nice to like, really be able to like help, like it, almost anybody that like came anybody across needs. because, yeah. and so, yeah, no Spanish has helped. And then Italian too. I mean, um, yeah, I've been able to make some, you know, connections with American Italians and, you know, just genuinely and then have that translate in, into real estate. But that's great. So what about your marketing? So how do you market yourself? Where are your leads coming from now? Are, are you still heavily relying on company leads? Have you seen that change in your sphere where more and more of your friends and family are now referring you or, you know, where are those leads coming from for you? Um. I would say my, my bread and butter is definitely, um, company provided leads. Um, but that spirals into like, a, you know, so it branches, things. right. Yep. So, um, some of those company leads that like I originally received are coming back or maybe company leads will refer. Um, and, and so like that kind of spirals too. And then once people start seeing you close deals, like when you start, you know, posting about it and whatnot, I've, I have gotten a lot more, um, referral yeah. business. Um, and also to like a lot of, uh, some, some lenders have been really good to me as well in, in referring, um, clients to me, which has been really helpful too. So I would say it's, um, it's, it's a pretty even split. I don't plan on like, and I, now I actually buy my own leads, mm -hmm. um, but I'm still on the company ones. Yeah. So yeah. I have like That's specific great. ones that I, I buy for myself that I like to receive extra of that specific source. Yeah. Um, but I'm still on the company leads and I don't really plan on getting off unless they kick me off or uh, I, I took a little break. Or the way you're converting them, I don't think people are going to kick you off <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Anything's possible. But yeah, I took a little break. But yeah, I think it's always good to be on them. 
Yeah. It just gives you more opportunities, especially where yeah. even though you're doing such a great job, you are still new to the business. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, you just got to have those at bats. And what is yeah. awesome about those company leads that you get is that after they've closed, they're now yeah. yours. They're now on your split. They refer, they come back like yeah. that's yours. So like, you know, it gives you an at bat is like what we always say. And then after yeah. that, you get to just build your business from there. So it's like, otherwise yeah. you might not have that stepping stone. So I love that, yeah. but they also wouldn't come back if you weren't doing a kick-ass job. So, yeah. I mean, that's on you. <laughs> so what um, strategies do you think have been kind of instrumental in getting you to where you are right now? So is there a specific thing that you're like, wow, I always do this or I always say this and it always yeah. makes people feel comfortable or like, mm -hmm. what is something that you can share that you do that you is something you'll never give up doing? Yeah, well, I feel like I've... Um, really pulled a lot from my past experience um, working in retail. So just to touch a little bit further on like what I used to do, um, like I was a counter girl at the makeup counter. So at first it was a makeup counter where people would come and, you know, I would essentially sit them down and, you know, sell them products. And, um, and then I moved to like a more like luxury brand where I would sell them like $600 perfumes. And, but I operated on the basis of, of clienteling. And so when you're a counter girl at those counters, you're a counter manager. So you're upheld to goals. You have to cold call your lists. Um, you get your walk-up traffic. Um, you know, you sit them down, you make a connection, they buy something, you call mm -hmm. them later, they become your clients. And so like you build a business. And so literally like all Although, like the subject matter is different um the the, the process know, the, is the same yeah, yeah. the concept <laughs> of client client telling is the same i'm just not in a store um you know like pulling people or walking up to people or having people walk up to me so like the leads is my walk-up traffic at my yep. store and yep. you know you know and then I talked to them about something different. So just working in retail for so many years, having so much FaceTime with so many different people all the time and being able to sell to them has been just so helpful to me too. Um, just recognizing like when someone's ready to spend their money and not messing it up, um, yeah. that skill is really helpful. And then just the ability to chat with on a professional, friendly, warm, but not overly warm level, like just the practice of having that conversation that with building rapport. Is so yeah. 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 Um, and then just that process of clienteling following up, um, you know, yeah, I love that. So how, um, let's take it to this place. Now, what apps or tools do you use every day? real estate related that you're like, I will never get this off my phone or I could never lose this piece of thing. Like, what is it that you check every day, use every day? What is it? I'm the worst with technology. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, they can all go away. <laughs> yeah, I'll handwrite everything. I, oh my God, no, you're so I know. funny. <laughs> Outlook, email. Of course. Mandatory. Yeah. Um, honestly, yeah, I'm not too techy. Like it, converting a PDF, uh, you know, showing time. I've got the MLS that I can do. I mean, so well, and your working, Instagram too. Your Instagram because you're constantly doing stuff on social. Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, you yeah. want to like put yourself out there. But then you know, while I was working at the store, I didn't have a laptop like to do all the stuff. So yeah. I can write an offer from my cell phone like super yeah. easy. So I can kind of do all of that type of stuff, like PDF converter. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so what is your key to balancing now? Or do you feel like you're still not in balance or do you feel like you're getting better at it? Like you have your son who, how old now is he like third grade? He's 10, fourth grade. Yeah. My goodness gracious. So, um, you know, he's 10, you have a 10 year old son, you have your husband, you have your adorable dog that we just met. Um, so (laughs) how do you balance that with the, you know, strenuous schedule of being a realtor? Well, you know, there's always room for improvement. I, uh, but you know, I definitely try to actually, I'm pretty good at setting boundaries with clients as far as like, I'm not going to, unless it's a super new client or unless like, you know, it's a super emergency, not going to reply to you at night. And sometimes I purposely won't reply right away. Um, just because like some, you know, sometimes I'm driving or I need a second. So setting those boundaries with, with clients and, you know, I've, I've learned to kind of differentiate like emergencies versus not. Sometimes I do find myself detaching from what's going on around me and sinking into the phone. Um, more so not because it's an emergency, but because I'm like looking to just like get ahead on all of those things, you know, kind of multitask. Um, but yeah, I think I'm working on being more present, you know, with the phone, you know, if it's family time, it's family time. Yeah. I love that. Um, but I leverage field services a lot. That's super helpful. Um, so helpful, even if I don't have anything to do, but like I need to spend time doing, you know, computer stuff or emails. Like it just frees up a lot of my mental peace too. Yeah. So if there's stuff that you don't have to do, it's, we have, for those of you that are listening that are unaware um, at our company, we have a team called field services. So Christina can, you know, have a showing and if she has two showings at the same time, she can send someone from field services to do one of them so that she can still get it done, but she doesn't have to be in two places at once. Um, So it's like, we always were calling it like Uber, like it's like the Uber of real estate. So um, it's great. And again, like maybe it's not that you have two showings. Maybe it's that your son has a soccer game. Like you should be able to, you know, multitask your time. Mm -hmm. And if that showing isn't necessarily going to be where you need to be at that moment, like that allows you to have that. So that's, that's great that you take advantage of it. And I know those people are really awesome to have around. So (laughs) they do a great job. So what would you consider to be the most rewarding part of being in real estate for you now and at this stage in your career? Well, I definitely feel like I'm contributing positivity to people's financial future and creating homeownership. And that's super rewarding for me. Um, the American dream is real um, and alive. And like, I love it. Like, uh, you know, I moved to, I was born in the U.S., but I moved here when I was eight years old. Um, and so like, just to kind of like be able to be like a part of that, like, it just, it's really cool. So I really love that. And I really like, you know, being financially independent and be able to provide for my family and, you know, having like a flexible schedule to a certain extent, like that's yeah. really great. Like I never really thought I'd see the day where like, I wouldn't have to ask for a vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate to be like controlled or ask for permission and be on other people's schedules. So like, this is, it's super great where like, I literally just have to ask myself if I can yeah. manage it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's also great. I love that. So tell me a funny story that you've had in real estate so far. There's got to be something, you know, some client situation that happened or something that happened to you. Like what's the funny story that comes to your mind? 
Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to think of them all after we're done. <laughs> you definitely are. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying we'll type, to. We'll type them into the show notes. I'll give you mm. another question and you can keep that one in the back of your mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the one thing that you wish you had known now that you're in real estate? What is the one thing that you wish you had known back when you started? Before I started? Yeah, before you started or right when you started, what's like the one thing that you wish you had known? I wish I had known how high rates were going to go up mm, so I one. could have quit sooner and stacked more leads when everybody and their mother could get a pre-approval letter because mm -hmm. I would have like tripled my first year if I had just known that. I would have quit sooner. Hindsight. Hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you weren't ready at the time and no one could have guessed that things would have turned yeah. out the way that they did. So, you know, yeah. everything happens for a reason. Exactly. So what is, what's next for you? What are your goals now, now that you've hit President's Club? I'm assuming that was a goal for you in the first place. So yeah. now that you've done that, you know, what is it that's on the horizon for you that you're shooting for? Um, honestly, just more of the same, bigger and better, um, you know, maybe President's Club elite, but, but really I just want to focus on like perfecting the like quote unquote my craft portion of it like you know when now that i'm not going a million miles a minute like i can kind of like put processes into place yeah. make it easier on myself make it more streamlined make it more organized just make it better make it a better experience for my clients and um and then find more innovative ways to you know like lead generate i don't know if i'm the type that will eventually want to ever start a team. That's something that I've like thought about. I don't really know if like I want to go manage people anymore. But, path, but, yeah. yeah. Like, so I mean, that might be one thing, but definitely like my goal has always been to sell like bigger and more expensive things. So to so, increase your price point. That's yeah, I love that. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's amazing. I love that. Well, you and I can talk. Maybe I can help you and we can, Absolutely. we can brainstorm that a little luxury marketing a little luxury marketing i like it <laughs> all right so if you were not in real estate today what do you think you would be doing do you think you would still be at nordstrom do you think you would have gone down some other sales path or what do you think oh okay so if i hadn't gone i thought you said if, if you I hadn't be it well no if you, i was well, gonna say I mean, i'd be a criminal true. defense attorney but that ship sailed <laughs> i didn't finish college but oh i love to argue yeah <laughs> So definitely uh, like a trial attorney if I, but no, if I hadn't, if I was still at Nordstrom, honestly, I don't know. I might still have been at Nordstrom. Um, I probably would have gotten sick of it. I definitely would be in sales, medical yeah, sales sure. or some sort of high price point sale. Yeah. Or luxury retail. Really good at it. Yeah. You're really you. good at it. So, well, my friend, unless you can't think, can you think of a funny story? Cause you can just oh tell us gosh. later. Um, let me just think real quick. Oh, I had, um, I know I can't say it. It's funny. No, I, it's funny, but I actually don't think I could say it. <laughs> Done. All right. Well, we're going to leave that part in just to make everyone die and want to know exactly Little what teaser, part They'll two. have to call yeah. you on the, on the side. I can't say it. I can't say so, it. So what we always like to say is that I, and I always try to point to the right spot. Oh, look, I did it. Um, 
those are her, you know, Instagram <laughs> and her Facebook, um, you know, handles. So please feel free to reach out to her. She's a wealth of knowledge and someone who I'm sure would, you know, provide some advice to other people that are out there and trying to make it in this business. You have so much knowledge to give now. And I just want to make sure that, you know, people can reach out and find you. We will put all the information about you in the show notes and everything too. So any parting words for our audience today, any advice for realtors out there trying to get to the level that you've made it to? Just be honest with yourself about if you want to do this and how much work it will take and actually do it. Don't just say you're going to call 10 people, call them. Make those dials. Yeah, I like do it. it. Just well, do it. You just do it. Nike. <laughs> We're just going to do it. Um, awesome. Christina, thank you so much. This was an absolute pleasure. I really appreciated getting to know you more too, just because, you know, we've hung out before, but like this was really eye opening for me and, and you've done such an incredible job. So it was really great to hear that. So thank mm -hmm. you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the agents who crush it in real estate podcast. We will see you on the next one. Have a good one, everybody. As a real estate agent, you know that the industry can be tough to navigate with constant challenges and obstacles to overcome. That's why we created the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where top performing agents share their insights and strategies for success. Join us as we dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a thriving real estate business. Your host, Lindsay Favaza, will be your guide on this journey. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn from the best in the business.